Make sure that you guys are at a seat with, we'll say at least three people. We want you guys to get to know each other. <laughs> so go ahead and settle down with at least three or more. So how are we doing so far? Are you guys awake? I know if I ate too much of that chicken and mashed potatoes, I would be taking a nap right now. So I understand if you guys are a little bit sleepy after that meal. But it's such an honor and blessing to get up here and share the word with you guys. It gives you a break from the, the normal pastors and you get stuck with me. So on one hand, I feel sorry for you. On the other hand, this is going to be a lot of fun. As you can see, I happen to be wearing a jersey. This is a totally a sports-themed message. So if you're a fan of sports, you're welcome ahead of time. If you're not a fan of sports and you're ones that have to suffer through it, watching it with your best friend, your significant other, it's just another day at the office. So I'm sorry about that. We're going to have a lot of fun going through this. But I want to give one more hand to, to Jeremy doing double duty today, doing communion and worship. It's just a time that I love being able to sit there and just reflecting on what God's done for us, that we have such a wonderful home here at Journey. I'm just excited to be able to, to share this word and see what he's doing in each and every one of our lives. And it's all about what we're going through. So the past couple months, we've been in the book of 1 Corinthians, and I love it. It gives me so much to learn and go through. And last week, we started off with chapter 9, and what Jeremy spoke about was the Apostle Paul. And what Paul has been having to go through where he was. I mean, he even had to defend his apostleship. He helped plant this church, and yet these people are saying, well, I don't, I don't know about this. He's like, I saw Jesus. I, we, we've had interactions. I know what this is all about. And then he had to go and explain his personal rights to these people. Showing what he, he gave up on his own so that he can be more Christ-like, that he can fit in wherever he can, that he knows that he needs to be able to spread the gospel and go places that, that some laws wouldn't let him. He didn't want to be limited. And then he had the uncomfortable passage about talking about finances in the church and how pastors are to be paid a certain amount, how servants, all this type of stuff all boiled together but what I got through that was we got to see Paul's true heart. That this man gave up his finances in the church. That the money didn't matter to him. The money doesn't matter to pastors. What matters is the gospel being shared. What matters is the work getting done, that being able to talk to people about Christ, having interaction, that's what matters. And we're going to learn more about that tonight. And just the recap we went over last week, my favorite verse that we went through was verse 16. And it just stuck with me. The moment we read it, I just wanted to touch back on it a little bit and go through it. And Paul was saying in verse 16, it's not going to be up on the screen, I just wanted to get it fresh in your minds again. Yet preaching the good news is not something I can boast about. I am compelled by God to do it. How terrible for me if I didn't preach the good news. God, God gave Paul this goal. 
It's not even a goal that Paul first set out for, but God gave him a goal in life to share the gospel. And Paul came from all these different backgrounds. He was questioned wherever he went. He was always challenged like we just saw. Paul was completely always attacked no matter what he did, and he had to be ready for all these events that he had to face. He had to be ready for the questions. He had to be ready for people asking who, what, when, where, why, what gives you this authority. Paul had to get himself ready. Paul had to train for that. He was compelled by God to do it, so he trained himself to be the best that he can be to go out and spread the gospel. And I think that's huge for us to realize because that's speaking to each and every one of us. That as believers, we have that chance to go out and spread the gospel any way that we can. And we, were, we asked that question last week of, of our return value. Is God happy with what he's getting back in return from us? And that was a gut check. Because I look at someone like Paul. I'm not even, you know, one-tenth of the person Paul was. But that doesn't mean we, I can't get there. That doesn't mean that we all can't get there. What I'm saying is that we have to build ourselves up and be able to work at getting to the same point that Paul was. And you say, well, how do you get to someone that's such an amazing missionary man, someone that's such a great minister. Well, it takes conditioning. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes work. And the biggest one, it takes training. That's what we're going through tonight. As you walk through those doors, you guys thought you were coming to church, but you actually stepped foot in your own personal gym tonight. We're not going to be doing push-ups and sprints back and forth. Don't worry about that. But by the end of this, I want you to know how equipped you really are, how we're able to train together, and how to do this on our own. But all this talk about training, you know, what are you talking about? And the text tonight's going to outline that. So if you're able to stand with me, I invite you to stand and open up your Bibles. It'll also be up on the screen. And turn to 1 Corinthians Chapter 9, and we're going to start with verse 19. Even though I am a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the chance for us to get together, to be able to rely on each other and to be able to rely on you, God. I ask you to just come into this building tonight. Let the Holy Spirit take over and just affect people, God. That you know, let us know, each and every one of us, just how special we are, how important we are, and how powerful we are because of you behind us, God. I ask you to speak behind this message tonight and just make it your own. It's your name we pray. All God's people said, amen. So as I was reading to get ready for this, all this talk about training and conditioning took me back to my old sports playing days. So you guys are going to go on a little trip on memory lane with me. 
because Paul is going to a certain theme that he wants to follow. This is totally about getting yourselves ready. But I want us to know that we don't just train for no reason. We train ourselves for a goal. And I'm going to put up another translation of what we just read. I want to go ahead and touch back on it. And the New King James Version, it just says something that I want to get the point across. Each version says Paul was a free man, but he became a slave to all. And the thing that I love about the New King James Version is the end of it. And New Living Translation says that he can bring people to Christ. And this one it says that I may, might win the more. Paul is saying he wants to win people to Christ. So we now understand what this goal has been given to him is. That God has trained him to be able to go out to any place to preach this gospel and to win more people for Christ's side. So here we are. It's not even going to be CrossFit anymore. Tonight you guys are in our gym and it's called Christ Fit. Yes, I was hoping to get more of a last than some of Jeff's messages, so we're halfway there. <laughs> so it's a sports theme message. We see what Paul's goal is, and it's to win more for Christ. And as an athlete, I've never met another athlete that signed up for sports to lose. That wasn't an everyday conversation like, oh, I'm going to go out for the football team. I can't wait to lose. This is what it's all about. Everybody <laughs> wants to come, and the goal is to win. But how do we get to that winner's circle? How do we get to the point that we surround ourselves with the best team possible? that we're already playing for the best head coach that we could ever have in our lives. How do we get ourselves there? And it takes a lot of training. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of self-discipline. It takes a lot of passion. I want to be in the winner's circle, and God has given Paul a goal to make it to that winner's circle. And he is trained each and every day. And we're going to go through the next couple verses and learn how he did train. But what he first did was realize what his strengths and weaknesses were so he could better himself in that way of training. So before we jump into a whole bookload of text, I'd like us to go ahead and break apart in our table talk. And we're going to have to do a little reality check for us all. I want you to think about your dedication to God. How can we train ourselves to be better players on God's team? What are your strengths and your weaknesses? And what I mean by this question is what are you doing in your everyday lives right now that's making you a stronger Christian? Where are some reason, places you can improve? Do you feel comfortable going out and speaking to people? Do you serve? I'm just asking these everyday questions so you can bring notice of what's going on in your everyday lives. So go ahead and break apart. Think about it for a moment. Talk about it with your table. And just spend some time together.
You guys have about another minute and a half to kind of go around the table. You guys got about 30 seconds left. and bring you guys back together. See what Paul did was he noticed where he was lacking. He noticed where he needed to improve. And so what he did was look at his weaknesses where he was struggling to actually spread the gospel and the good news so he could better improve himself to go out and do it even better. Now we're going to read through in verse 20 through 23 how he actually trained himself to get ready for this battle, how he actually trained himself mentally and physically to go in and share the love of Christ. So in verse 20, it says, When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who followed the Jewish law, I too lived under that law. Even though I am subject to law, I did this so I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. When I am with the Gentiles, who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from that law so I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. When I am with those who are weak, I share with their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. There's some amazing things that we just got to see what Paul did. And the number one tone was to win some and bring more to Christ. So what he did was he got himself prepared for these opportunities that he could jump in and show them what the love of Christ was all about. 
These opportunities that pop up every once in a while, we're not always going to be given the perfect opportunity to go and spread the good news. So when it actually arises, we need to be able to grab it and be prepared for that. So Paul trained himself in the laws and the scriptures. Paul looked at all these different groups of people. He understood what made them tick. He understood what they stood for so that he could easily go in to their groups, be one as them, not ever faltering from the word of God, always staying true, but going into the groups to better show them what's so different about this man. And soon enough, they'll be able to see the love of Jesus through him. And that's a tough thing to swallow for us. Are we prepared to do the same? I know where I first started, I was scared to death to do certain talkings or reach certain people that I didn't feel that I was prepared enough to even do so. But each way that I learn, that I read, that I talk to people, that I grow, I have learned that God's been training me to better equip us. The same is for each and every one of us. There's nothing holding us back from going out and doing the same, from grabbing those opportunities in life. Probably the greatest basketball coach of all time is John Wooden. He made this awesome pyramid of success scheme, and I have a quote I'd like to put up there. When opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. When opportunity comes, it is too late to prepare. So when we have a chance in front of us to go and spread the gospel. If we have a chance to make a little bit of a difference, we need to grab that and move forward. We need to seize those opportunities because those are the opportunities that help win more people for Christ. That sometimes we need to step up and step out. And at first it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be tough. That's where the weaknesses come in. But as we train ourselves, as we keep doing it, as a self-discipline, as we keep doing it over and over, I'm going to tell you it's going to get easier and easier. You're conditioning yourselves. You are training yourselves. And that being uncomfortable isn't going to be uncomfortable anymore. We just have to get, put our nose to the books and actually start to do things. Because I never read that we're supposed to be at ease as we preach the Bible. And we're, I wasn't told that I was only supposed to preach to people that were exactly like Dustin, to only preach to people that I liked, that we're only supposed to preach to certain heritages, that we're only supposed to preach to certain colors, that we're only supposed to speak to certain genders, that we're only supposed to speak to certain economic backgrounds. We're not supposed to be putting people in different places. I don't remember at all when the gospel said we're supposed to handcuff these in Luke chapter 16, verse 15, it clearly says, go into the world and preach the good news to everyone. Go out in the world and preach the good news to everyone. And as I look around this building and church, I see different types of people. I see different hurts. I see different pains. I see different blessings. I hear different languages. 
different heritage. I see different economic backgrounds. I see it all. Just imagine, this is only Camarillo, California. Imagine how vast the world is. Imagine all these different groups that we are supposed to train and go out to talk to the entire world. It seems scary at times, but the more and more we step forward and do these things, the more at ease we train ourselves to be because God is going to be able to have our back with that. Now, Paul, I want to throw this in there. He didn't just conform and, and throw out all of the laws that God placed for him. I want to make sure I state that. He always followed God's law, but he just adapted to the situations around him so he could better suit everyone. He didn't throw it all at the window. He just noticed where people were. He showed them the love, the mercy, the kindness, and God's grace. It's important that we realize that. He gets on their level and shows them what having Christ is all about. And the, through the book of Galatians, he talks about how he actually trained up for what we just read. He had to go and meet other people. That he, he met with Peter because he used to be so against the gospel that he learned how to build himself each and every way so he can go and talk to each group, training the way that we are supposed to be able to start training ourselves so that we can go in all these situations and not be scared. Paul was such a strong example for us. We just read through verses 20 through 23 that he became a servant to win more. He became a Jew to win Jews. He became like those under the law to win those under the law. He became like those outside the law of God to win the Gentiles. He became weak to win those who are weak. Paul's eyes were always on the goal at hand to win more people for Christ. It, it, it seems tough, I'm going to tell you, but it gets easier as we move along. Each day that we, we grow with everyone here, our friends in the room, that you talk to people, that you talk to God, He's equipping you. He's training you behind the scenes. It just takes a little bit of our effort to put our heart and our feet into motion, use our mouth to start working, and you'll be able to start noticing a little more of a difference. And the next two verses, Paul completes this circle of his sports analogies. And we're going to go to verse 24 through 25. So don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. Now, when I was a little young buckaroo, I grew up in a small town of Fillmore, and I wanted to play baseball. 
The only problem was nobody cared about a kid wanting to play baseball in Fillmore. <laughs> so I had to train super hard to get myself noticed in big cities like Camarillo and Thousand Oaks and all these areas because people would just drive through Fillmore. So all I remember is that I was this young kid and I turned on the TV and I saw this amazing pitcher for the Boston Red Sox named Roger Clemens. And I thought to myself, oh man, I want to be just like him. And I started to watch game after game, watching how he pitched. And I began to get a goal into my mind what I wanted to do. And my goal, I'm going to tell you right now, is super selfish. I wanted to be on baseball cards. I wanted to walk around and people take pictures everywhere I go. I sign autographs for little Jimmy. I go and do all these great things. Um, I have a huge house probably made out of gold and all these cars. I had all these, that was my goal. But more importantly, I wanted to win, of course. I, like I said, I, no one wants to lose. So from fourth grade up until my sophomore year of college when I stopped playing, my goal was to keep moving each and every step and training myself to get better. From Little League to Senior League to the All-Star teams, the travel ball to high school to college, I played all these steps and each way I had to prove myself more because everyone else around me got better so I had to cut away all the distractions I had to be disciplined I had to be faithful to my sport I had to be dedicated to put in blood sweat and tears I had to condition my arm so I could pitch deeper in the ball games I had to train my legs to go further so I could be faster I had to lift weights. I had to train myself so I could be the best that I could absolutely be so I could beat everybody else. So one day I could be on my baseball card and sign it. And they can get sold on eBay. But I had a game plan. I wanted to play this for the rest of my life. So I wanted to be someone important. I wanted to be the best. I wanted championships and I wanted to win. Athletes truly work for their goal. They train and they want to win. But so do Christians. Jesus didn't save us from our sin so that we can be bench warmers. He didn't save us so we can wear our warm-ups the whole time, sitting on our hands just waiting for him to return. God has equipped us and gotten us ready we ought to be flexing our spiritual muscles right now. I'm definitely not going to flex. You can see Keith after for flexing. He's, a, he's more suited for that. <laughs> but uh, we need to be running this race with the endurance that trusting God that each and every step that we happen to be taking, that God's going to power us through, that God's going to be with us, that God's going to be training us for this fight and these opportunities that we can bring him into this world. And I've told you to train this whole message, but you're saying, Dustin, well, how do we actually do that? Well, you have one of the things right in front of you. We have to start reading the Bible more. It's not just physically getting ready and bench pressing a million pounds. It's also mental training. We have to understand all these laws and scriptures and, and dig in and actually talk to the people that are next to you. Hear different ideas and beliefs grow with each other. 
We have a chance to pray. We have a chance to train ourselves just like we had in worship where we can let the Holy Spirit enter and take over so we're able to actually have discipline enough to let God take control and get ourselves out of the way. And in verses 26 26 or 27 are the end of our scripture tonight. He finishes it off beautifully. Paul says, So I run with a purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I feel that after preaching to others, I might be disqualified. He runs with a purpose every step that he takes. He is running with a purpose for the goal that God has given him. He has trained himself up to be able to take each and every step, and he's talking about training it to do it as he should. He's practicing what he's preaching. He's not just speaking this and saying, forget about doing it himself. He wants to be sure that he's following the same thing. As he said, as we first started with our text tonight, to win more. And I have a second quote from probably the greatest football coach of all time, Vince Lombardi. He says, winning means you're willing to go longer, work harder, and give more than anyone else. That's a definition for Paul right there. But I want that to be a definition for all of us. That we don't give up. That being a servant to God does take commitment. It requires faith, dedication, it takes conditioning, and it takes training. The world and Satan are facing us in our Super Bowl right now. They're trying to get us off track, trying to tempt you with all sorts of things, trying to get in the way of you and the gospel, trying to stop those opportunities from arising for us to jump and bring more people to Christ. But I'm telling you, our team captain, our head coach, our teacher is better than anything that they could ever offer. Paul was not going to be controlled by the fleshly desires. Instead, he was going to control his body for the sake of the gospel. He trained himself so he could be the absolute best. And I keep repeating that because God wants us to be our absolute best. Because these opportunities in life is what we need to grasp. Because I know whether we're working in a factory or a supermarket or a coffee shop or the offices, you have a chance to be the difference. That as we go into Vaughn's or as we go out to stadiums or as we go and meet for our Bible studies, we have a chance to be a little bit different. We have a chance to blend in, but at the same time, be different to be able to bring Christ into those situations. I know one of the most powerful things I was able to do was when I used to work in restaurants, I fit in. 
We would cook all day and all night, and by the end of it, somehow we were talking about Jesus when normally we wouldn't say anything about it because we gained that trust. Everyday lives, everyday situations that we already have, we just need to take notice that that could be our moment to start bringing in Christ. And I did a little research, and I read that 75% of the people who are active in church today got their start as Christians and church members through the witnesses of friends, relatives, co-workers. That they take notice of you in the workplace and makes them want to come to church because they see something special about you. And that you guys just won one more for the good team. That's an amazing thing. 75% of people in here are here because we saw someone else. I know that's the reason I'm up here. God has so many things that we have to just share. And the number one thing that we can just bring to people is God's redeeming grace. It's such an amazing thing to be a part of. And I want us to go and, and feel like each and every one of you have a championship belt. Each and every one of you has a, a world championship ring. Because you are exactly where God wants you to be. And you have exactly, you know exactly what you need to know. Because you're able to reach people that no one else can. That you have all the tools to start to be something different. And I'm excited to learn from someone like Paul so I can better myself to train myself to go into even more situations and push the limit. Each of us have that same thing. Because I know that Paul just talked about running that race. His goal is to win more for Christ and his goal is eternal glory. But I'm a little bit selfish. Because I'm running that same race, and I can't wait for that time I get to be reunited with my Lord and Savior. But I wanted to be a party up there. I want to have as many people with me. I want my friends. I want my relatives. I want to win more for Christ so it's a great big party, and we're all together celebrating in eternal glory with our Lord and Savior. So as we run this race together, as we go step by step and let God power these steps, that as we continue to grow together, lead together, and be the change together, that you're grabbing anyone along with you to share that love so we can all reach that finish line of eternal glory, that we can all be together at the best finish line you could ever imagine. And I was trying to think of an analogy to try to just, all these finish lines have this flimsy piece of plastic that you run through and everyone's super excited and streamers go off. Just imagine how awesome it would be to see Jesus right in front of us. That's the finish line that I want. Something so powerful and beautiful that everyone else wants to be a part of it. 
So keep running that race. I challenge you guys throughout this next week or two to go into your job and look for an opportunity to start to push yourself to be a little uncomfortable. And I guarantee you, if you try that again the next week, it's going to be a little bit easier. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for all the, the hard work and training that you've put into us that we're able to just come together as we are and just learn from the greatest coach, the greatest leader, the greatest teacher. God, you're so amazing. I ask you to just give us the power to go into our workplaces, in the school, in our everyday lives, to just bring down this wall, this barrier of self-doubt, of all this pain, of just being uncomfortable and say, God, just let us be us and be the power behind us. Just fill us up with your words and your passion that we have the right things to say and we're able to know those, those opportunities in front of us so that we can continue to win more for you. That as we step foot out of this building, we continue to grow in confidence, grow in faithfulness, and grow together. Because with you, anything is possible, Lord. It's your powerful and amazing name we pray. Amen. Thank you, folks. We appreciate it. Make sure you come this Sunday to Fellowship Sunday. We have a, a couple things planned with breakfast burritos for first service, root beer floats for second one, and the unveiling of something special. So we'd love to see you this Sunday for Fellowship Sunday. Thanks, guys.